Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. So today we're going to talk about what used to be one of my least favorite cards, the emperor. And the reason it used to be one of my least favorite cards is because I don't like being told what to do unless I'm naked. And the emperor is like (laughs) hardcore, do as I say. Um, And I think in what I, one of the things I tell my students a lot is you can always tell how much emotion is in a card by looking at how much water is there. So we have our empress with the big lush waterfall. And then we have the emperor with this little tiny, as we would call in Missouri, crick behind him. It's like an inch of water because that's how much of a shit he gives about your opinions and feelings. But I do think even though the traditional tarot has him in that white patriarchal you know my way or the highway thing i think that we can look at more modern decks um and even some more esoteric decks to see why that is an important not the white patriarchal bullshit but the hey you need to listen to me i'm correct get out of my way so I've kind of grown to like it more as I've noticed that I am myself becoming more of an emperor in my life. I have really strong boundaries. Like I gave a reading a couple weeks ago and this chick's steady texting me after the reading. And I'm like, our reading is over. We're done block. And 10 years ago, I would have been trying to fix her life. So in that way, I'm embracing the emperor and um, I'll just go off and keep talking because I feel like it. Sorry, guys. But uh, the card that I picked is the Modern Witch Tarot by Lisa Sturl. And there's this woman in a suit, like, with legs crossed, and she's sitting there, like, you have to come to her, right? This is a person who enters a room, and you're like, shit, all right, everybody's going to stop fucking around and pay attention, because she demands it. Um, and the way that she has her hand just kind of resting in her lap and the other one is grabbing onto her symbol, like, like y'all listen, and then I'll tell you what to do. Um, I really like that. I like that it's a woman and she looks a little butch to me, which of course being a little butchy by, I totally appreciate, um, that representation. She also looks really pissed off, which I think the emperor needs. I think the emperor has to look like they, they're over your shit if I'm honest. So, uh, Hillary, what you got? Yay. I'm so glad that you asked me next because the emperor is my birth It's like card. I'm psychic. I know, right? <laughs> um, so the emperor um, is one of my two birth cards. Um, and if you're interested about birth cards, we can definitely talk about that in another episode. Um, but you can totally calculate your birth card by typing it into the Google and writing birth card calculator and figure it out with your birthday. But um, Aries is associated with the emperor. And in certain tarot decks or in certain depictions of the emperor, you're going to see that astrological association if the artist so chooses. Um, And actually one of the cards I, I picked, I picked one, but now I'm remembering a second emperor card that I'm thinking about. Um, Some of the decks do, show the astrology 
Um, so that would be the, um, the Emperor card from the Legacy of the Divine Tarot by Chiro Marchetti um, has these big rams on the throne. Um, sometimes actually in the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith, you have the rams on the throne. And also behind him in the Legacy of the Divine, you have a big ram stained glass window. So it's very, very clear that Aries is associated with the Emperor card. Um, so I might be getting ahead of myself with our depictions that we like of the Emperor card, but that's one of them. My other one is from the Mary L Tarot um, because he looks so much like the Magician card, but he's mm -hmm. not the Magician card. He's the Emperor. And it also, um, he, he's holding like this sword and he's got kind of a bald head and he has almost like this dragonfly tattoo or painted on the side of his head, um, which I really like. It's a very magician-y looking emperor, so that's the reason why I like him. But he's also holding a, a golden sword and has little fishies going up along the blade of the sword, which also is showing the water element, that little trickle of water that's there, that's present, but it's not his main concern. Mm -hmm. He's definitely not all about the feelings, as you were saying before. Um, but to me, the Emperor card is just that, you know, pay attention to me, that fiery leadership ability. It is kind of toward the male, toward the patriarchy, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about like the Empress and the Emperor, we're talking about matriarchy and patriarchy that is in alignment, Rather than out of alignment. This? Yeah, absolutely. For clap, clap for me, damn it. Because I right. am Add the emperor. <laughs> we'll add some but sound effects to this. I, It'll no, be great. I, yeah, it's exactly. Really great. Because it's, I think you, t this is what I was trying to say at the beginning. I think I may have gone, okay, you said it better. The way that <laughs> we need the patriarchy, quote marks, but we need it to be in alignment with the people that they're leading. Just exactly. as the same as we mm -hmm. need the matriarchy and in charge of the people that they're nurturing. Like there, they have there, to be. There, there has to be an alignment there. And I've seen um, some memes that have been going around about a good example of patriarchy that is in alignment, like Steve Irwin, like Mr. Rogers, mm -hmm. um, those Barack kind Obama. of Barack Obama, yeah. you know, like this is, that's what, we mean by when, mm -hmm. when we say leadership, male leadership that is in alignment and in, uh, in heart alignment too, which we don't really talk about a lot because we automatically think, oh, the patriarchy is destroying everything. And it's just like, no, well, no, because the matriarchy can do that as well. You know, right. it's anything out of alignment, anything yeah. to the extreme is, is not that great. It's dangerous. And I was just so going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> in the same way that... You know, um, like, and by the way, my emperor, the one from the modern witch tarot, has Aries, like, goat curl horns on. So I just learned something today. But in the same way that a mother can be a good mother or a bad mother, you know, in the, in the scope of the tarot, we're talking about a dad who can be a good dad or a bad dad. And I think that it's very easy for me to jump to bad dad these days because I'm getting a lot of information from people who are abusing their power and i have to remember that not every leader that i've been with um <clears throat> I, I said one time that a good leader um 
speaks to you and you don't wince while they're talking. That's the Mm. difference. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many examples in my life of leaders who do make me wince and go, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, is he really in charge or are they really in charge? And I think this is a really good conversation that they're not always like that. You know, I had a really great dad. I still do. He's awesome. Um, And, but he was surrounded by really, you know, aggressive folks and he managed to not become so. And the way that the emperor in the modern witch tarot, you know that she's assertive, but she's not aggressive. And there's a huge difference difference. there. There's a difference Mm -hmm. there. There's definitely a difference. One of them is sending your energy down into the ground to make yourself stand taller and to be more grounded. The other is shooting your energy out and hurting people with it. And I am a fan of the emperor who puts their energy down into the ground. Yeah, legit. So do the puppies. Yeah, sorry about the dogs. No, don't be sorry about the dogs. I mean, you know... This is they're a part of the they're a part of the podcast they and they are a part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that was aggressive, not assertive behavior dogs. <laughs> what I like about like going back to the dynamic between the empress and the emperor, to me there are two different ways you can look at the dynamics. There are the conjoined couple type of thing where, you know, the emperor is the empress's consort or vice versa, depending on, you know, which one you kind of lean more towards. For me, it's, I've always leaned towards the empress over the emperor. However, like Liz has been saying, I too, am growing more into an emperor stage, which I don't know, that could be growth or it could be just, you know, maturity in- Or protection. Yeah, or protection. So there's that idea that I love that Hillary said that the two of them, you know, are conjoined and they need to bring balance to one another. And then there's the um, opposite, which is kind of like they are kind of in opposition to or Mm -hmm. with one another, where one shows one point of view, the other one shows the other side of the coin. And sometimes they might talk between each other and sometimes they don't. When I was uh, developing the Triple Goddess Tarot, there's so much female and womanness in that deck with 78 cards. Remember, there's one extra card in that deck mm-hmm. of women and mostly women only in the cards that I, I made the decision to put an actual masculine guy on my emperor card because I felt like there needed to be some balance. And like you, Liz, I like a really kind of brash guy in kind of more in your face of the masculine side Mm -hmm. because it was just one card and I remember having a conversation with Ricardo at Los Garabeo about this he came from the idea that the two were consorts you know that they're together and they need to kind of balance each other and I'm like but there's so much feminine power in this deck you kind of need something to kind of give it a little bit more groundedness which is why Mm -hmm. I designed it the way I did that and that card is rough. Mm-hmm. This was before I started learning about things like my partner going through transition or a lot of what we're going through in 2020. So I made that choice to do that. Um, when I was looking at different emperors out of my collection, most of mine still have the tarot so white, typical arch- archetype of dad or male emperor. Mm-hmm. The only one that I really chose that I can say I kind of liked or even just wanted to bring up in addition to just my own background, which is why I chose the man, I can guarantee my next deck or the next decks I make will probably have a different 
approach to the emperor card is the pride tarot's emperor card yeah so that's a good deck i'm really enjoying that deck it's got diversity it's got all walks of life and of course it is a queer focused deck now i've chosen to use the term queer um just because i like it because it's more inclusive of all the groups but Mm -hmm. it um the queer tarot is an lgbtq plus deck put out by u.s games and it is a collaborative deck at that the pride tarot yeah the pride tarot they've asked many of their artists and deck creators to submit images so they've got really good artists who submitted fantastic diverse queer diverse Mm -hmm. things and the emperor is an interesting card um it's the illustrations by carolyn uh kaplan and the card meaning it the statement is really short so i'm gonna go ahead and read it here the emperor card comes from jay caress studios deck of lesbian slash queer major arcana sitting upon the throne the emperor represents authority and leadership The emperor acknowledges the established structures, but often finds their own way to rule. This card particularly intends to depict a more masculine energy from a powerful female figure, as you can see with her mystical demeanor. The thing about this card, though, is when you actually look at the image, it's a very masculine female, and where most emperors kind of just sit and they kind of, they're not mansplaining, she's kind of mansplaining. This figure's got her legs open and you can actually kind of see up towards her pelvis region Mm -hmm. and there it's a black and white card and there's only two spots of color on this card lips and a little bit of insignia on their um, shoulder cap for the armor it has a more traditional rider weight smith card so you can actually look at this and go at first glance oh that's traditional emperor but at second glance it's not it's got this amazing almost uh, non I would say that the prefigure is almost non-binary in their gender mm-hmm. approach. They could be either or, and given that, and I like that idea, where if we're talking about pushing the emperor out of tarot so white and masculine, we have to look at different ways of mm-hmm. where that authority and power and setting boundaries can be. Because as we've all been talking, all of us have, I mean, I'm still learning a lot more about clear boundaries but I've got great friends like Ulyss or Teresa Reed and all these other people that are amazing with their boundaries. So I'm learning to speak up more or ask for what I need. This year, I've um, learned that I have chronic shame, <laughs> which I think the emperor can all help people in with like childhood traumas or even like the chronic, yeah. chronic shame where we can take back our power which is every time I've gotten this card, it's like, nope, you need to set your boundaries. You need to take back your power. And I think that's why we had a conversation before we started recording how, and I was like, we need to make it about, yes, the traditional white patriarchy, but also this is a position that all of us deserve to sit in. This is a position that all of us, regardless of race or gender or sexual identity, need to feel comfortable saying no. This is the fucking way it's going to be. And I feel like part of our journey with the emperor has to be seeing ourselves in that throne. And I'm comfortable with it, Jamie, but only in the last like 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I was raised to be quiet and put my hands in my lap and shut up. <clears throat> and I don't like shutting up. It's not good for me. And I find that the more I do it, the more I speak up, the more accessible that energy is to me so i i like the emperor 
if we all get a turn in the seat. If we don't, and it's just John Wayne sitting up there, fuck that guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> um, and I think that as terror readers, it behooves us, yeah, I said behooves, to see how we can take these archetypes of tarot and make them not only applicable in our lives and in the lives of our clients, but to make them identifiable as a strength that we can tap into. That's our yes. job. So I'm super proud of you guys for teaching me stuff about the emperor. Thanks. You You're guys welcome. are so smart. Thank you. You're welcome. You're um, welcome. And I would encourage listeners. How are we almost done? Are we am we I can talk. Too early? We can talk as know. long <laughs> as you want yeah. to. <laughs> but the thing I would encourage folks to do is if you see a card, like we're doing the Hierophant soon. I don't like the Hierophant. Uh, I think it's stupid. I love but, the Hierophant. Oh, well, good oh, for boy. you. Well, oh, we're we'll have a good discussion. So we'll talk about that soon. <laughs> yeah. But if you find a card in your tarot deck that doesn't align with you, find a way to make it. Because these are your tools in your hands. And no outdated philosophy or stereotype gets to keep you from using your tools. That's a bunch of bullshit. So we're not going to allow that. So find a way. Ooh, homework assignment. Okay. Homework assignment. I would challenge each of you to find the card that makes your ass twitch the most. And then either write to us on Twitter or send us an email and let us know how you're going to make that align with you and your morals. Mm. That's a very emperor. That's a very emperor kind of homework assignment. So it I like it. Right, it is. <laughs> so, um, that's all for the emperor for me. Do you guys have more stuff? No, I think we covered it all. I, yeah. I especially like what you were saying about um, making it a habit. You know, it's gonna it's gonna feel weird at first, especially mm -hmm. if you're someone that's not comfortable with setting boundaries or saying no to people. But think about the emperor in this way. He's creating a container for you to do your best stuff. And we've been conditioned to not approach that seat. Mm -hmm. So there's no shame. There's no, gosh, I should have done this earlier. We approach the seat when we're ready to do so. And you have to remember that we were taught, especially as girls or feminine appearing folks, to not want to sit there. I'm going to sit. I'm going to get my stank all over it. I don't care. I'll be the emperor <laughs> if I want to be. So, let's name that. Let's name the episode that. Put get your stank all over it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You got that's it. A great <laughs> idea. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, we're going to go talk about more stuff and we hope you join us for that too. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.